Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. In a time when we are learning to lean more on each other, we are doing this because we want to explore ways to live out our faith every day, even on a beautifully ordinary Tuesday afternoon. Hi, and welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast. I am Wren. And hello, I'm Ben. Sorry, I was taking a sip of tea there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, we are really happy that you are here, here with us today. I got my words all twisted up, too. Um, on this, oh my gosh, where we are in the mountains of North Carolina. I think last week we were lamenting about how beautiful yeah, and I, sunny it was. Yeah, I was just going to say, outside. last week was just about the most gorgeous day we've so had in a nice. long time. 60 yeah. degrees and sunny. Today yeah. we're back on the moon. <laughs> yes, it is. About 24 degrees outside. It's windy as can be, and there's snow flying around everywhere, and it's it's February. It's February in the mountains. <laughs> but it's okay. It's good. It's nice and warm in here, and um, we're here to, to hang out with you for a little while, and I'm just wondering how your, how your week has been going so far. Yeah, it's been going well. Uh, I was trying to think of anything significant one way or the other mm-hmm. but it's just kind of been a uh, you know we were in the mountains in february things just kind of get quiet they do you watch movies mm-hmm. you clean your house you everyone just kind of stays inside it's been really snowy here the last week so we've been doing those kind of things yeah it is um it's kind of like a hibernation yeah period yeah. <laughs> in a way yeah. <laughs> hibernate in our homes and only go out if you absolutely have to um so, yeah, but well, um, I'm trying to think this week, this week, it's just been kind of unusual. I get my routine sort of out of whack when we have a day that we don't go to school, right. but we're working from home and it's remote learning now. And it's then today um, we had no kids, but the staff we could come in at 10 o'clock. So it's kind of hard for me to know what time it is the last yep. couple of days. Yep. <laughs> but um other than that, everything's pretty all right. No complaints. I, I do just want to say it is so hard to tell what time it is these days. It is. We, uh, I think it was Saturday at like three o'clock, Sam said, we haven't had lunch yet today. <laughs> and I was like, no, we had lunch a while ago. I don't know what time. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've lost track of all of those typical markers that we have or something like that right i think a lot of that has to do with just where we've been in the last year as a global community but you throw in a you know we're going to school this day or we're not or what time it's all different and the snow and the when it gets dark so early yeah we never know what time it is (laughs) but you know spring will come eventually and then maybe we'll both literally and metaphorically that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That's right. Well, um, today on our podcast, we're going to try something a little different. That's right. We're going to start a new series about the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. and there are several nine, I think, of them. Wow, I hadn't counted them, but I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. it's nine. I think it's nine. So we may or may not do one every week. Mm-hmm. We might change it up and do something else somewhere in there, but. Um, that is the new series we're starting, and um, you can go ahead and maybe talk about that a little bit. Sure, yeah. I've, I've been talking to both Ren and Jonah about this for the last couple of weeks because um, this is just one of those passages that keeps coming up um, in my heart, in my life, in some of the things I've been studying. Um, 
it's, you know, this language through the spirit comes from a, a, a couple of lines in one of the letters that Paul wrote um, in the New Testament. And what he says, let me read it here. He says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Mm. Um, I, I really kind of like that timeless part at the end. There's mm-hmm. No one ever makes a law against those things. Never. Um, which means we're always free to practice them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as I've just been looking around um, the world around me, the world in general the last few months and weeks, um, I, I've just been reminded how important these things are. Um, Paul said this is what it looks like when God's spirit is at work within you. And I think that kind of leads us to a question of if what we're believing, what we're practicing is not making us more kind and compassionate and loving, um, then time to ask some good questions about what we're doing. Yeah, it's time to really take a a look inward um, as a community and individually. You're right, um, because if we're not practicing those simple acts of kindness and caring for each other and being compassionate, I'm not sure if that's, um, you know, not something we need to take a better look at and become more more familiar with and um, start to maybe change the way we're living our day-to-day lives. Yeah. So we're going to take a look at those over the next nine or so weeks. Okay. And uh, we're starting with, you know, a very simple topic, very <laughs> clear, concise, easy to talk about in a few minutes. Um, just love, you know, sure. that simple. So, Ren, why don't you tell us a few things you were thinking about when you kind of consider that word? Yeah, so love is complicated, to yes. put it mildly. Um, and, you know, when you think when you think about love, I mean, you can think of any number of things might pop into your head, but, you know, it's tricky. Um, it's a tricky one, indeed. It, it, it has so many meeting, meanings. And it depends on so many factors what the meanings are. And I feel like in our Western culture, we're just so typically use the word to describe how we feel about anything from a slice of delightful pizza Mm -hmm. to our spouses, our partners, our friends. You know, I really love that flower that I see over there. or I really love, you know, that store that I like to buy things from And, and anything in between. And so there's no real division between God's love and the love that we have for any of those other things that I just mentioned that are way, way different. Um, So, you know, I'm just wondering if we can maybe talk about the different kinds of love that there are and the way that God loves us in such a different way. Yes. Yeah, and you know, some of that confusion is really because of the deficiencies of the English language. You know, mm-hmm. um, most other languages and cultures have multiple different words for what we just kind of all lump under the yeah. general word love. Um, so Paul's letter they wrote um, that the Fruit of the Spirit's passage is in, um, their culture had depending on who you talk to, between three and five different words for love. There's wow. a friendship word. There's a romantic love word. Um, and the one he uses in the passage where the fruit of the Spirit is love, that's mm-hmm. the first one, um, is the word agape, which is um, generally defined as 
the type of love between God and humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a self-giving love. It is a sacrificial love. It is a love that puts others before yourself. Um, it is kind of a word that encapsul- encaps- encapsulates. Yeah. Uh, my uh-huh. brain isn't working today. Uh, <laughs> all of the ways that love is received between God and humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're kind of talking about Paul a lot today, but he probably gives the best definition of that word in 1 Corinthians 13, which you probably know from your wedding or a friend's wedding. Right. Um, did, yep. did you have that verse read at your wedding? I then? did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we did too. Uh, and that kind of leaves you feeling that that's what that passage is about, that it's about weddings and romantic love, but it's yeah. actually about the love between God and us. And so here's what Paul says. And every time you hear this word love, he's using the word agape. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Mm. That, that is really good. And I, um, what we were talking about briefly before we started was um, a practice that you had talked about in a sermon. Um, yeah. You want to talk about that? A little? Sure. I love that. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, I talked about this um, se- several different points in, in my ministry, but kind of a, a good practice, I feel, with that passage is to change, change it up a little bit when you read it. So mm-hmm. maybe one of the first things you can do is read that passage and substitute love for God. First um, John tells us God is love. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you read that, it kind of becomes God never, uh, God, I'm sorry, I was reading verse 8, God never fails, which is the last verse, but God is patient, God is kind, God does not envy, God does not boast. And boy, that, that can be a really affirming way to read that and remember all of the characteristics of God that mm-hmm. are so loving and so positive and so true. Right. Sometimes I feel like God gets a little bit of a bad rap. Um, and we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Like he's some angry, cantankerous mm-hmm. grandpa up in the sky. Um, and this passage will recenter you on who God is. Uh, yeah. But maybe then another practice is to put, and this one's a little tougher, mm-hmm. put your name in there. Yeah. Um, so if I read, Ben is patient, Ben is kind, Ben does not envy. I usually, I usually don't get too far past patient before I'm like, oh, there's some things I need to, have yeah. some growing edges here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an it's an eye-opening thing to mm-hmm. do because it does shine a light on yourself. But, but we need that. Yes. You know. And I think there's a way to do that without. I'm not talking about heaping shame and guilt on yourself right. or not being a certain way. Um, but I think it's a great invitation. You know, mm-hmm. these are called the fruit of the spirit. It's a great invitation to invite God's spirit to be at work in your life and to say, wow, I would like to be more patient. And I believe that God's spirit can empower me to be more patient than I can be on my own. Yeah. Cause that's love at work. I really like the term invitation mm-hmm. because that like that, that takes away like, we all know that one of the things that I'm really working on is like I tend to judge quickly sometimes. I don't know. But um, if I ask God 
to give me that invitation to be less judgmental, that sounds so much more pleasant than, you know, I'm not doing this so well, so sorry about that. See if we can do better. You know, it just changes it completely. It does, and it highlights the power of language. Mm -hmm. Language is important. Um, When I was a high school teacher, I had a really good principal, and he always reminded us the difference between rules and expectations. They're kind of the same thing in your classroom, but rules cut like a scissor, whereas expectations give you something to rise up to. Oh, yeah. Rules rules sound like there's going to be a consequence if you don't do this. Mm -hmm. But the expectation is... Well, let's just see what you're capable of because I believe that you can yep. do whatever it is that you decide you'd like to do. Yeah, so words that's have meaning. And tons they, of difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's so true. And then getting back to, to love, there are so many meanings to that word, so many different kinds of love. I wonder why is it in our Western culture that we, have, we haven't evolved to at least one other term to describe that? That's I a wonder. really good question. Yeah. That's what I was thinking all afternoon yesterday. Like, we're pretty smart folks. Could we not have come up with a term that was helpful? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Because yeah. you can, like you said, you can say in one sentence, mm-hmm. I love pizza, I love my mom, I love my partner. Yep. I mean, three very different things. That's right. But use the same word. Yeah. And it, and it almost um, depletes the meaning of it a little bit. Which you don't want to do. No, absolutely. Um, so, I don't know. It's something to think about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't have an answer for that one. I don't know no. if that's something we can, a new trend we can start. I don't oh, yeah. know. Can we create words? I mean, why not? <laughs> Somebody had to at some point. That's right. So, anyway, maybe we could do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so last week we decided that we were going to start a little book club. Yes. And we're going to read. A different book every month, and I picked the book for the first month, and it is uh, The Ministry of Ordinary Places, Waking Up to God's Goodness Around You by Shannon Martin. And so I thought maybe each week up until the 23rd, I would just read a little passage that I, you could probably hear my papers rustling, so I apologize for that, but I have like 17 different pieces of paper and bookmarks in here because there are so many places that I want to just go back to. <laughs> but um, I'll read you a passage from um, from her book in her chapter called Whopper Extra Value Meal. <laughs> <laughs> this is, the chapter names are great. You would really like them. One is called Nachos for Days or something like that. Anyway. Story of my life. Yes. So <laughs> here is the passage. I have long understood the American concept of neighbors. They are the ones who live next door, the ones we wave at now and then the ones we might gift with cookies during the holidays. They are the nice people who keep a comfortable distance. It's likely we might never learn their names, but maybe the American idea of neighbors doesn't match God's idea. He invites us to something deeper, calling us to join him in loving each other and promising it will be worth the vulnerability that it's sure to cost us. He points us to the heart of the matter. Aligning with our neighbors will change our lives if we let it. But before we can offer them anything, we first have to be mindful students in the uncomfortable art of receiving. Oh, (laughs) that's very, I'm really looking forward to discussing this book. Great. Mm. Yeah, she's, I really like that a lot. And it it just really makes you think. And so I guess that's what we really need sometimes. And if we can 
you know, read things that help us feel more compelled to become more involved with our neighbors and a part of our community. I think that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a good thing. And I like how she mentions that it, sometimes it's even harder to receive that grace than it is to yeah, offer it. And that's so true. Something to, to practice. Yeah, indeed. So uh, quotes and happy songs today. Um, we didn't do the part where we say what's making you happy this no, week. No, we didn't. Let's do that Let's first. Let's do that. <laughs> What? It's such a, you know, and, and we, we're doing this show just to be a, a bright spot of light and yeah. positivity in the middle of February. So yes. <laughs> it's a good, good thing to practice how we, the things that make us happy. What, what was it for you this week, Ren? Um, something really simple, but gosh, I feel like it's changed my life a little bit for the better. So John and I went to Boone on Saturday and, um, we went to the Be Natural store. I don't know if you've ever been no. there. It's right next to the bowling alley and the Goodwill, you know, where that little shopping center. Anyway. It's uh, it's like a little grocery co-op, health food kind of little place. And I picked up a box of tea there, and it's called Matcha Magic. Oh, It's matcha green tea, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. But also, I don't know if it's just psychological, but it really seems to make me have a much sharper focus, like right away. And Anna's mentioned it the last two time, last two days when I've had it. She's like... Mom, are you good to go? Because I'm just so like, let's do this and let's do that. And I feel like I could stay up till 11 o'clock reading. And I don't know. It's just, it's been uh, kind of a cool addition to my life the last few days. That's great. I've had a similar experience with matcha. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah. And I don't know if it's like a placebo effect. I don't really Mm want to pull that thread too far. Um, But yeah, yeah, I usually drink some before like I uh, have a class sometimes or or something like that because it really does kind of wake your brain up in a way that caffeine just kind of makes me feel a little sick. Yeah. Matcha tea kind of like really. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is. And it's very healthy for you. It's, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So what about you? What are you thinking? So for me this week, it is a TV show um, uh-huh. that my wife and I watched. There's only 10 episodes. It's called Ted Lasso. Mm. It's on, um, I think you have to have some sort of Apple device to watch it on because it's on their streaming service. But goodness, is it worth it? <laughs> it is. I, I was hesitant to watch it because it revolves around soccer and I'm not huge into soccer, but you don't need to be. Okay. It is a show about what it means to be human and about positivity and about coaching and helping each other and growing. I don't know. I can't say enough about it. It's the most wholesome show I've ever seen that, but it does have some swearing in it. So (laughs) (laughs) wholesome in thematically. (laughs) All right. Can't watch it with your kids though. (laughs) Oh, you can't watch it with your kids. Okay. I got you. Well, I mean, they're grown up anyway. So your kids. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. (laughs) I may have to give that a try. I've heard you're not the first person I've heard that said that's just, one of those shows that they can't stop watching until all the episodes are, you yeah. know, it's like a a binge kind of deal. I could see myself watching that show like once a month straight through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Cool. Well, um, my quote for today is uh, from Julian of Norwich. She was a mystic from the 13th, 1300s, so the 14th century. Um, and her quote is, my, how busy we become when we lose sight of how God loves us which Mm. I probably need to hear several times Mm -hmm. a day. Yes. How busy we become when we lose sight of how much God loves us. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's very good. Yeah. It's simple, but it's, yeah, I like it. Um, 
My quote this week is from a magazine article a friend actually gave me to read um, about Erasmus from the 1500s. And um, it's the article is about how like the world was just becoming so polarized and extreme at that time. And Mm -hmm. he was someone that was kind of willing to walk the middle path, which is very important to me. Um, So this isn't an Erasmus quote, but it's something the author said about him. Uh, which is he believed in the healing power of moderation and reason and in the civilizing power of wine and conversation. Yes. And because of that, Erasmus is now my hero. Yeah, I really like that. Go, Erasmus. So happy songs. My happy song today is You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Sayer, another 70s gem of a song. That is a a (laughs) 70s gem. Mine is from Mipso, uh, which is kind of like a folk Americana group. And the song is People Change. People Change. Mipso. Gosh, I'm always learning about a new band every week with you. All right. Well, guys, thank you for being with us on this snowy, blowy Tuesday afternoon. And um, we hope that you will stay warm and cozy. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Go into your week full of love and be willing to share it with others. Indeed.